1: So earn more, whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association, N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: I'm recording now, but you should have put that other shit in there
1: because that, yeah. um, that's, you know. What, uh, is all those equally uh, okay for my wife to take the supplements I asked you, or is that just for a man?
0: Is, no, is there I, any I don't know that there's any difference with okay. respect to those supplements. Okay, I mean, All especially right. if she's not pregnant right now. If, there's, if something went to announce on this podcast, you got a third kid on the way. No, no, hopefully,
1: no, 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 no. You know, some some uh, original speculation is, oh, wait till nine months from now with everyone shut in. There's going to be a bunch. Ah, uh, no boys. way, no yeah, way. Suggests absolutely not. That's not. The case.
0: First off, this is not the case. This is not like after you know World War II or whatever, because a there wasn't the kind of pornography online during World War II. You know, so like that kills like so much of it. And I didn't think about that, but it's, I, I really, I really think that's like, that's like a killer. That's probably it. Actually, that's probably the number one thing now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, I think there's also just you know very much concern about uh, the future economy and all that stuff, and, and you're also not in the you know, maybe you're not in a great mood or whatever. But whatever, in the past in the past it does not suggest that's the case of human behavior during these times is to to procreate at an abnormally high rate. But uh, maybe maybe you're onto it, and the, the sole reason is that, and then just the nutless monkeys don't want to report it. You you, you got it. They don't want to admit. They don't want to admit the reason. Yeah. yeah exactly so where do you want to start here let other than thanks for the the health tips of uh, the back backstage i, I know that promised. should
0: have been on the air but you're yeah. like oh I, I want to ask you something before we start so i didn't hit record
1: because i don't uh i, I guess don't... it's difficult to, to edit sorry but um yeah i know i ran over some, some health stuff of uh, really changing my yeah. uh, my diet yeah, and just stop and yeah stop smoking the cooked rock and uh you'll be fine it's not easy to to kick though no, problem,
0: no apparently not I that's it. that's what i've been told what's on your mind man it's uh it's been like months. you know. I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out how long things have been. I'm like, how long has it been since I, when I went and bought those, uh, I bought these, we, we make like sparkling water with these cartridges and I bought like, I bought out the whole store about, a, I think it was like a month ago and then they closed like the day later and I was glad, but now we're running low and I'm like, damn, how, how long ago, how, how have we gone through these things? And I'm like, I don't even remember. It's hard to remember the dates now because the days of the week are bleeding together and have we done this for a month? Has it been a year? Like how long have we been doing this for?
1: Yeah. Just this weekend I got takeout for the first time and whatever, like whatever Rudy Gobert's night, March, whatever that was 10th. Um, and uh, yeah, it's felt weird. It's it's weird being out with a mask on now and our new normal and time is totally at yeah, wins the weekend. There's no I mean, I guess with my daughter and now my daughter, too, is on on break, too. So there's really uh, blurring weekdays and weekends as far as schoolwork, too. So, yeah, crazy time. And it's tough to wrap your head around it. Where, where do we stand here? I want to go over this article, actually, that you just recently linked to a couple hours ago that I found uh, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it was a cool article. This guy was writing, he's like a data scientist, and he was writing, there's a lot of those dudes around, like talking all sorts of shit, misleading everybody. But this guy basically said, you know, the problem, and I've heard this all over, and it's obviously true, isn't okay the, the death rate or the infection rate or all these things are like, well, how many people are actually being tested? You know, we don't even know who's being tested. And In most cases there's been a shortage of tests and there's been a huge bias toward only very sick people being tested and of course most of the very sick people are older and so you have older sick people being tested and then the amount of deaths per positive test is very high uh, much higher than the flu and there's been different numbers all over the place Italy seems a lot higher than Germany and it's hard to explain why anyway he looked at Iceland which is a small country that's pretty wealthy and they were able to test kind of everybody or test sort of indiscriminately and and test people who had no symptoms and that was the that was the key and he said like one thing that that made it persuasive the results of the test is that there were more fifty year olds that tested positive than eighty year olds as there should be because not everybody makes it to eighty, so there's just more fifty year olds than eighty year olds at any given time so that's how it should be you should have you know if we're testing the whole population, all of us who are presumably equally susceptible to at least catching it then whoever's the highest supply in the population 30 year olds 40 year olds whatever the 20 year olds they should there should be the most of those testing positive and, and iceland i think that data matched as, as you would expect it to and so they basically got a, a, a real cross-section of, of who had it.
1: Older and people are obviously going to be disproportionately tested because they're the ones that are going to be the most affected.
0: If, if you're only testing sick people. But if you're in a place like Iceland where you're testing everybody indiscriminately or you know, a swath of the population where you could do it indiscriminately, then you can get some real numbers because you're going to catch the totally asymptomatic cases that never would have bothered to even test or a guy who had a mild cough who wouldn't have bothered to test. You're getting all of that. So those numbers are like extreme, when you look at the numbers there, it's extremely low. When you have everybody uh, who tested positive versus everybody who died, it's like uh, like 0.03%, you know, 0.3% or something like that. It's very low. It's like flu levels or even less died. And his thesis, based on the data that he had seen, was that this thing is like way, way more contagious than the flu. That's why so many people... Because people are like, well, if it's just the flu, then why are these so many old people dying? Why are hospitals overwhelmed? That's a fact. That's not like, it's not like they're making that stuff up in Italy. That would be quite a conspiracy.
1: It's 300 I'm, times more likely to get it is why. Right.
0: And I don't know if his numbers are accurate, you know, the, the total death rate and the total um, contagio- contagion rate, but... His thesis was basically like, the reason so many people are dying all at once, even though it's no more serious than the flu, is because it's so much more contagious that everyone gets it at once. So if everybody got the flu on a bad flu year, or even a a regular flu year, in a two or three weeks period, there'd be like overwhelmed hospitals from just the flu. It's just that usually the flu, it takes longer to spread. Not everybody catches it. So let's say 20 or 30% catch it or less. Here, he's saying 96% are going to catch this thing, and they're catching it all at one time, all in a few weeks span. So not only are five times as many people catching this thing, but they're catching it in a very narrow span, and they're all rushing to the hospital, all the people that are older and susceptible, just like they are to the flu. And, of course, the hospitals are overwhelmed. But he thinks that it's going to be a short-term phenomenon, like a three-month phenomenon from the time that, you know, you start the infection spreading within a month, month and a half. It's completely saturating the population. Within another month, month and a half, there's your maximum sickness. And then after... Uh, you know a month and a half after that it's Everybody's sort of gotten better and gotten immune to it So
1: Maybe It's uh, August basically it'll open back up
0: That everything would open back up now I don't know you know if it's true But I was having a really hard time Sort of understanding how So many you know people You know have had it People like Rufus Peabody have had it just people have had it You know Tom Hanks had it Well let's not get started on Tom Hanks You gotta go to Tommy G's Twitter feed And, and go down the to Tom Hanks rabbit hole That's a whole whole different topic but point is like a lot of people that we know have had it and they're just recovered and and so you know it's just nothing was really adding up in terms of what is going on with this with this thing and this article is the first one where i was like oh this kind of explains it in a way that makes sense in a way where you could see why there's so much death and and, and so that's not like a you know that, that's not like a, a conspiracy or a, a you know a hoax but at the same time it's so mild for so many people
1: Yeah, no, No, it totally made a a lot of sense. First of all, I don't know why Tom Hanks is randomly tweeting 201 points ahead. His wife is in cribbage or whatever. That is weird.
0: Well, not just that. That, that Not just that. I mean, you've got to go to the latest thread. I don't uh, just for the record, I'm not saying that his uh, theory, which I don't totally understand uh, that I'm subscribing to it. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm just saying that he had a thread on Tom Hanks and he pointed out like some very weird things. And I even looked at it. He's like standing behind this bookshelf in two different, you know, pictures. And the bookshelf is the same shelf because you can look at the wood grains like there's no way it's a different shelf. And yet like the books are totally different behind him. Like is who who like empties their entire bookshelf and replaces it with a whole different set of books. So the theory is, is there some green screen stuff? Is it really the same? What are they even doing with that? I'm not saying I subscribe to it, but I just think it is, there's some very odd things that I don't have an explanation for. And uh, if you want to entertain slash disturb yourself, you might want to check out Tommy G's Twitter feed. I'm not going to get into detail here, but just, just go, I'm going to leave it to him to uh, take you down that particular rabbit hole.
1: The overall numbers the article do still paint a very you know, ugly picture of a lot of deaths in the US, um, but just fundamentally it kind of makes sense as far as how it's spread and whatnot. But then, then again, I come across these other articles that are just scary, scary, the after effects that this could have on the body. So, um, man, I don't, I don't know. Where, where, where do you stand on, on, on all this, the whole situation? I mean, we could, I could ask you, you know, Trump and the funding of WHO. Good riddance to that
0: piece of shit organization. I mean, look, they had their chance, right? They were like, oh, no, this isn't a big deal. It's not, you know, contagious person to person. I mean, dude, if this thing's so important, then it's got to do its job. If it failed, not only didn't do its job, it was actually an impediment to people being prepared fuck you. You're done. Get out of here. I mean, you had one chance. You had one job. You know, that, that Twitter thing that you had one job. I mean, how, why I wouldn't give that thing a cent of my taxpayer money. Are you kidding me? It's a no brainer. I just, people are just dumb. They're like, Oh, Trump's doing this. It must be bad.
1: Oh yeah. no. I've seen a lot of articles suggesting Uh, how how wrong that is.
0: No, it's a, it's a no brainer. That's totally corrupt. Let Bill Gates pay for it. It's his, you know, it's his project. I mean, let him pay for it. It's a private, it just get rid of that piece of shit. Why would anyone want that? Who's even arguing for that? Just dumbest people in the world. That completely failed. It's like saying, it's like the credit rating, ratings uh, agencies in the uh, 2008 crash. It's like, oh, Moody's and these these credit. Oh, you know, they just they were giving their their clients or their you know the the, the firms they were supposed to be rating triple a ratings and stuff when it was total junk and they just totally failed like what's the point of having ratings agencies what's the point of having a watchdog that's not barking when the criminal comes to the door i mean that's, if, if the dog doesn't bark it's not a watchdog this this thing is is long overdue I, I want that money back i want to claw back some of the money that was sent to the who take it out of bill gates's pocket it's doing his bidding <clears throat>
1: Thoughts on the uh, – what the, the P4 lab, the news, the Washington Post reported, you know, that uh, they had gone there in 2018 and, and said it was, you know, very, very uh, lackadaisical uh, for, for such high-level security and there's big-time warnings. Or do you think this was uh, – I don't know, just conveniently placed or well, – I don't know, man. It's suspicion all around. <laughs>
0: So just to back it up, you know, so what you're talking about is there was a report in like 2018, some U.S. scientists, I think, saw this level four lab that's near Wuhan, near where the outbreak happened, and they were like, ooh, this is sloppy here, like something bad's going to happen, right? That was the, that was the idea. And they sent a couple like, well, whatever, cables, cables whatever. diplomatic yeah. cables or whatever. And so then now this thing happens and, you know, whether it's an intentional bioweapon or just some researcher, you know, dropping a tube and screwing up or... Something that happened in the in the wet market like it 's not clear, but uh, i don 't know i, I think it 's totally plausible. I would believe that in a heartbeat i also don 't trust the washington post and i don 't trust i, I don 't know I, I, I think that this the whole thing sounds a bit shady to me. A bunch of different people that i 've read a former virologist, a guy who works analyzing patient scans. A bunch of people that I've seen or read seem to think this is a bioweapon, this is this is a man-made thing, it's not something that randomly mutated. This one guy that I saw who was an investment hedge fund guy who used to be a virologist, he said that the, the odds of something moving from like a bat to a human and being that contagious are almost, you know, zero, that that it would have to be engineered to be that contagious. If we jump from an animal to a human the fact that it would be this human to human contagious would be incredibly unlikely. I don't know if that's Obvious,
1: true. Obviously it could be true. I mean, they could still do it without people knowing, but I've heard also that bats are not even a part of the wet markets there. Right. Uh, no,
0: that's it's right. That's even, right. And, you know, right. I, it's, it's very hazy The start of this. It's, it's very, you know, so I don't, it, it smells fishy. The overreach smells fishy. I, I look, I'm glad to self quarantine better safe than sorry. I'm, i I believe in the precautionary principle. Sure, Just sure. You know what? Like this is okay, fine. We'll do this costing some money but it, it's just a little, it just, it feels a bit fishy. You know, it just, the whole thing just feels a bit fishy and, and they're trampling on civil liberties and you know the government decides what's essential work, what's not. And, you know, they want to, there's, there's some talk about a, a vaccine or, or permission to go out once you've gotten your antibodies test. And, you know, all the, all these things run afoul of civil liberties. We talked about this and I just think that, you know, you look at nine eleven, what happened, and then civil liberties were taken, and you had the whole Snowden uh, disclosures about spying on citizens, and completely in violation of the Fourth Amendment, and you had, you know, the authoriza- authorization of military force, which never gets repealed, and, you know, that means the president doesn't need Congress anymore, and they can just go launch these strikes. All of these things that have sort of happened that now we just take for granted. It's very dangerous to suspend, oh, well, just suspend your civil liberties for a bit because it's an emergency, and then... The emergency ends, and next thing you know, the same powers the government has are used to spy on protesters or spy on an opposition group that they don't like, and um, it's just dangerous. So I don't like that. Uh, one other thing before, before I forget, uh, last week I talked about an article that said that COVID did not cause pneumonia, and there was a sort of iron metabolism issue that was similar to malaria, and it's why uh, hydroxychloroquine, or whatever it's called, worked. That was debunked in another article, and I retweeted that also, and so maybe that was just BS, what I said last week, because I don't know enough to really say it, so sometimes, that's why I've been a little bit more uh, careful lately, because sometimes I'll read something and be like, yeah, I see, that's that's it, that's why it works, and it'll make perfect sense, and then someone who knows a lot more will, will address the points one by one and be like, no, nah, that's BS, and here's why, and I'm not exactly qualified to tell the difference, but I'll just pass along that 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 thing I shared last week, where there was a mechanism by which your iron metabolism getting oxygen to the lungs was disrupted, and why uh, hydroxychloroquine, which works in malaria, also works for this. Well, why would make perfect sense? That article might have been BS. That doesn't mean chloroquine doesn't work. It just means that that justification might have been BS. So I'll just, not that like, you know, people care that much, but I just want to correct the record. I don't want to be passing on misinformation.
1: Just like this P four stuff, you need skeptic, skepticism on top of skepticism. And having said that, I like guess I saw some couple Forbes articles. I believe that, that are mocking people that believe that like thirty percent of Americans believe this came out of a lab. And then further, you read it, it's like you know, oh, the majority are Republicans. And basically, just saying like they're lacking intelligence. They just believe what they hear or whatever. It's like wait a minute, I think it's also people with open minds that are just not willing to just believe whatever was blatantly told to them, but I don't know, or maybe the reasoning behind the labs is different, but either way, just the mockery of that mainstream media is just, is just I don't know, interesting.
0: For them to mock people for questioning the narrative, I think like, you know, if you, I don't block people, I don't block trolls, I don't block, very rarely will I mute or block a troll or somebody who calls me out or is a total douche to me but I block and mute blue checks with extreme prejudice. Like I've blocked almost all those people. And it's not just that they're lying and misinforming and serving an agenda that I don't agree with They're If they're in my feed and sometimes people retweet or quote tweet them in my feed, they're poisoning my ability to think clearly. They're poisoning my independent thought process. They're blocking people from getting to the issues that actually matter they're enabling horrible behavior by the other side by focusing on non-issues that you know they're draining all the oxygen out and they're just misrepresenting the truth and they're creating these fake heroes like they avenatti was a hero and now uh fauci's the new hero even though he was saying in january that like don't worry about this um this isn't a big deal he, he certainly was uh, serious about it quicker than Trump. But still, it's, it's just stop making heroes out of everybody who disagrees with Trump. And the new one, as you pointed out, when we started this podcast, the WHO. Fuck the WHO. That, they dropped the ball. They didn't just dropped the ball. They went the other way. They told you not to wear masks. And they said this wasn't going to be a big deal. And they were wrong. And they also uh, didn't uh, take Taiwan seriously when Taiwan warned that this was a serious thing. And I, Have you seen that video yet where that uh, guy hangs up on the Taiwanese reporter or the taiwanese woman who's asking him the who official who's asking him so what do you think of taiwan and he just pretends not to hear it and then he hangs up and she calls back and then she doesn't he doesn't answer his question then he gets off the phone again
1: no i'm gonna look it up i'm writing a note for myself to make sure to look it up no. anyway
0: it's crazy it's like
1: of course that thing should be unfunded and,
0: and stop being such an idiot where you just credulously support whoever is against trump no trump is right about some things He's right about the deep state. He's right about the mainstream media. He's right uh, about the WHO. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, I'm on your team or I'm on that team. Don't be on a team just
1: case oh, by yeah. case. Agreed, you know, a thousand percent and well said on a lot of things. we totally agree. with anything there. One thing I want to touch on is, uh, Have you heard about the the masks issue? It sounds more and more, or at least what I've seen, who knows the truth, is it may not have been like uh, an issue of them afraid of people hoarding. it might have just been purely incompetence. Like they had the same suggestions for the past few ones, and essentially it's Lack of a hundred percent proof led to them not being able like they just didn't want to say because it was a hundred percent wasn't that that's just some old model that they use based on language and it's basically incompetence, more so than any nefarious reason to worry about the society hoarding them. You know, the
0: the seem to lab thing, he's just been all over them with this and it's so obvious. Should you wear your seatbelt today when you get in the car? I don't know. Is there proof that I'm going to crash today? Right. right. No, there's no proof. In fact, it's quite unlikely that you'll crash. All right. Well then why would I wear a seatbelt? Why would I bother to wear a seatbelt? Because there's no proof that I'll get into a crash. When the cost of putting on a mask is a couple of bucks or tying something around your, your mouth when you go out. And if you're wrong and the mask doesn't help, the downside is minimal. It's like, okay, you look like an idiot. And
1: one of their main arguments also is like, is like, oh, you'll, you'll be lackadaisical. You'll think that that's enough. Like, come on. Like I mean, you won't start washing your hands and,
0: as much. And or any, anyone wearing a mask is obviously concerned. No one's like doing that because it's fun, or, or you know, they want to look like an idiot outside. Although a real man has a very stylish mask, I and mean, when real man takes great care into uh, the look of his mask, but no one's doing it for fun, and so anyone who's doing it is already taking it seriously. So that's dumb. But the other thing is, it's it's is It's an asymmetry, right? Like the, the if you're you don't have to prove that it, that the mask helps you would have to prove that the mask was of no help whatsoever before you recommend no masks. If you could prove that the mask did nothing for you, there was zero improvement at all, then you could say no mask. But of course you can't prove that. So why wouldn't you say, yeah, just be, take a precaution, wear a mask. What's the big deal? So it's incompetence beyond incompetence. And
1: now every single day they're saying, oh my a meter's not enough. Like it's even, it's longer the distance. Yeah. It's, well, it's, 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 I, it's crazy. Crazy.
0: I'm, you know, so obviously there's just some incompetence and some honest errors and just a lot of dumb people who aren't very good in a crisis or just like first order thinkers. But I wonder how much is like, Okay. Now they're handing out all this money to all these busted corporations that were overlevered. The economy was already creaking in September, October. I read a tweet where it says, well, you know, they had the repo market disasters in, in September, October, which showed that the system was, you know, the cracks were showing. It was like a fault line where there's a small earthquake, a preview of the huge one to come. And, okay, and then so just as this crisis is getting going after we've levered up for 12 years after the first crisis and never fixed it someone eats a bat allegedly and this whole thing breaks loose. It's kind of good timing for a lot of people and now they're just looting it and giving all this money away and it's hard for you know people to get their 1200 and people it's way easier for these big companies to get the money. And now they're yeah. trying to erode civil liberties and, and Google and Apple are building a spyware where they can track where everyone's going. And, you know, this is and now, you know, Gates is so happy to have his vaccine, you know, production going on. And, you know, maybe we can put a little chip that tracks you and they give you can have a certificate. If you test for antibodies and then you can show that you've, you know, had the antibodies. So now you're allowed to go around and, you know, some of it's just idiots doing idiot things and not thinking it through or incompetence. And some of it to me is, is dangerous people trying to capitalize on this or maybe knowing in advance something that was going on. So I, it's very fishy to me. It it just, it just doesn't smell right. It doesn't smell like, uh, whatever I would have imagined, like the, this kind of pandemic to come from, you know, naturally this smells a little weird.
1: It's also, isn't it a little weird that the chest x-rays are like exactly the same from the, uh, that the, the vaping scare a couple months ago or whatever. That's a little weird. It's weird. You pointed out that in December of 2019,
0: California had this huge surge of horrible flu cases and reports. It's just fishy, the whole thing. It's just, and, you know, ever since Epstein, I mean, it's not ever, this, it went way beyond, way well before that, but like, you know, the Epstein murder and like, they're not even pretending to cover it up. It's like, oh yeah, the cameras malfunctioned and, oh yeah, there's strangulation marks, but no, he just hanged himself, don't worry. And then the, prior suicide alleged attempt that he had a week before where that tape disappeared and the guards didn't show up and it's just stuff's happening and you know you don't want to get on the conspiracy road because i don't know the explanation but it just it doesn't smell right any of this i don't think they're competent enough to have the kind of control to control something like this and the markets and the fallout financially i mean they're competent enough to know how to loot the system when they green light the bailouts in a crisis but i don't know if they can Play out all the second and third and fourth order effects, and hopefully it comes back to bite them big time. But it's it's just something's not right about this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I agree to remain skeptical. Um, I guess I meant two meters is not long enough. Not not one. Well,
0: that's what I mean. It's getting more and more serious. You know, first like don't worry about it. And now that they have you, the more fear they can keep you in, the better. Yeah. I'll t- I'll, t- I'll say one other thing that's just never going to be tried ever, ever, ever. Um, we, I talked to us a couple of podcasts ago. It's like the, the people who are most vulnerable to this are people with uh, insulin resistance, high blood sugar, hypertension, you know, it's high blood pressure, heart disease. And people are sick because the foods they're eating are making them sick. And the foods that are marketed to them are poisons. And that's what's in the grocery stores, especially convenience stores, especially small grocery stores, grocery stores in, in poorer neighborhoods. It's all junk. And we kind of have a chance to kill two birds with one stone. You want to kill this virus and make it, you know, Less important and lower the death rate. Yeah, social distancing, great. Stop eating shit. Just stop it. I mean, our government, I don't think the government should ever enforce that. I think it's a free country. If you want to eat shit, eat shit. But why can't the government? People know what's up. You know, that guy P.D. Mangan, I follow. I know what's up. People I'm friends with know what's up. Some people, this guy's a pescatarian. I don't agree with that. I eat meat. But he knows what's up. He doesn't eat shit, he eats fish. And eats eggs and eats vegetables and he'll eat bread and I don't, but who cares, right? Basically he knows what's up. And there's this one woman who's super into this French woman out here who knows her shit and she like actually like has like a practice of it. And she thinks I eat too much protein and she eats more fat. But whatever, we disagree on the margins. Like, none of us eat shit. Ever. Okay? Like, rarely, rarely, rare, not ever, but rarely do. We, we don't buy Oreo cookies and Doritos and shit like that, which is like the main foods in, in most markets. So people know what's up and everybody who pays attention knows what's up. This is not like esoteric knowledge anymore. The fact that the government just can't get somebody out there to say, look, you want to survive this shit, just stop eating any of this shit. And say, you can eat it. We're not going to make it illegal. But to the extent we bankrupt these food producers, which they'll never say that, is the extent to which our healthcare system becomes viable, you know, becomes cheap. And, and, and we won't even need half of those guys and all these stupid interventions that they just keep to, uh, keep making money off you rather than, than treat you, which is to stop eating the shit it would fix both problems. It would kill two birds with one stone. We'd be done with, you know, we'd still kill some people. And even people who have uh, bad health and, and a lot of conditions would immediately get better. In a month, they would get better if they stopped eating the shit and started eating normal foods and walked around the block. I'm not talking about running a marathon. I'm talking about walking around the block every day, getting some sun and eating healthy. It would just, but nobody's trying this. Nobody's suggesting this. We'd rather shut down the entire world economy than just stop eating the fucking Doritos. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing.
1: I am not a strong willed person, and if I'm able to do it, then anyone can I'm telling yeah, of you. course you, you just get used to it, so I'm telling, yes, just change your diet and now the mere thought of soda is just absolutely disgusting to me, and I you know I was been drinking it like you're
0: life. not twelve, you know when, when I'm twelve, I'd eat whatever the hell, i grab any garbage, I love that shit, of course when I mean, you're you're in a grown up, you know, and if you have kids, don't feed your kids that stuff like it should be such a rare thing like just you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know why people it's peer pressure. You know, people feel, I don't want to be the one parent that says no to my kid, but it's like, okay, fine. Once in a while, let them do it. But like, I mean, just wake the fuck up. You're setting them up for being hooked on that shit. You know, just, just step in. What else is the point of being a parent? You know I mean? Just, just say no sometimes. Just what else is there to research except what's healthy for you? What's good for your finances? What's good for your health. You know, I mean, what else is there to know about, right? It's like you're trying to preserve a prosperous life. Your health is the first variable in that. It's the number one variable before you even talk about money or your relationship with people or any of that stuff. It's your health is fundamental. It's like, how can you not go down the rabbit hole? And why, and why would you listen to the authorities on this shit? I've had more heart disease and shit since they said, oh, cholesterol is bad and don't eat animal fat and eat this sugar is okay and eat bagels and stuff for breakfast instead of eggs. That shit's killed so many people. I, I just don't know what it would take. I, I just don't know what it'll take. And, and you brought it up like, oh, the, you know, you brought it up in the, in the context of what was the thing you said about 30% of people still think, what was that earlier in the
1: podcast? That uh, that, that came from the that was out of the lab. Right. So,
0: oh my God, 30% of the people question the official narrative.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Who the fuck is out there who's like, oh, we dare not question the official narrative. Like who still believes in the official narrative? I mean, how desperate do you have to be to hold on to the official narrative after what a thin what a thin read it's provided? I mean, how how what a what a flimsy fig leaf that shit is, you know? When you see what's going almost on, almost
1: anything you should just fade fade the, the first thing you hear. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's not that. It's got to be something else. Be skeptical, extra skeptical of the official narrative. It's just amazing. So, you know, just on food, food, go get it. Quote, unquote, get it as far as eating, though. Well,
0: everyone's addicted. They don't want to know because you're addicted, right? When when you're addicted to something, you don't want to look at the other side. You know, it's like if everybody around you is eating this shit and you like it and you're hooked on it. And by the way, those things are designed to hook you. They're, you know, they're formulated by food scientists to hook you. You say, yeah, it's kind of bullshit. It's all kind of bullshit. Nobody knows. There's a lot of controversy around this. I'm going to keep eating this. If you take if you seriously are just looking for the truth and you look at who's a full of shit asshole and who's funded by whom, and you just take some time to see and and research, you will, it's obvious. And again, as I said, like not everybody agrees with me. Like some people, I told you, my friends a pescatarian. The other one is eats more fat, um, less, less meat than I do. That's fine. I, I, I see where they're coming from and I can't say that I'm correct and they're wrong, but I know that all of us are correct versus the
1: you know whatever that food pyramid model is. Well, I know. And if you dig into the whole seed oil industry and you know, right. what happened in the past couple all of, that. of years or whatever, all of I mean, that's just eye opening.
0: Raw milk versus pasteurized milk. Go research that. I mean, all of this stuff, and and then just the, the paradigm, the framework under which it all exists, which is which is that um, things that people evolved with, and and who's you know that we've evolved to thrive with, oh, animals sorry, and plants too.
1: Yeah, You did another crazy one. I'm not even going to begin to explain that, but I read that whole thing last night. Thing that thing evolving. was deep. Was that not a deep article? <laughs> yes, it was. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolving. No, it makes sense, too. Like, the, the smarter you are, that doesn't necessarily mean you'd survive better given those situations. In a way, your intelligence can hurt you, for sure. I, I totally well, got I, it. I liked that a lot. Yeah, well, not your intelligence. Your your reasoning. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And, and this is, you know, the whole thing with the stats guys and all this stuff. And it really makes you think. So uh, one example, I'm not going gonna, gonna to botch it a little bit, but I'll tell it as best I can, is that there are these hunters... And they had to hunt, like, caribou or whatever the hell it was they were hunting. And that was their food source they depended on. And the caribou, though, had good instincts. So, like, if caribou got killed by the the humans, they would avoid that spot where the humans found them and killed them. And then the humans would, like, okay, well, we'll go to the other watering hole or wherever it was and kill them there and then have a successful kill. But after a while, the caribou would instinctively avoid sort of the places the humans would go. And a lot of the human tribes died. They starved to death because they would... they went in the wrong direction to find the caribou. And it might not be caribou, it might have been something else. But anyway, one tribe or some tribes decided that they would like take the bones of the caribou or something and burn them, and the pattern in the bone of the ash or something would form sort of map, and if they followed that map, they would often find the caribou, or often enough. And the tribes that used that sort of superstitious burning map creation technique survived, And it was sort of like a religious thing, like this sacred way of doing this will get us the caribou. And of course, it was totally random. That didn't mean shit. It was just this random way the thing burnt. But by randomizing the direction in which they went, the caribou's instincts were of no help to them. It's like playing rock paper scissors. Like you, if the dude's throwing rock paper scissors totally at random, uh, you have no advantage. You can't even if you're the best rock paper scissors player in the world, you have no advantage of beating a random rock paper scissors throw, right?
1: That that is so interesting to me because these guys that are so good at it, I can't figure it out. What does it mean? Does it mean because you
0: can't? Random? No, it, it means it, it means that humans. Right. It means that yeah. humans are very bad at randomizing consciously. So you try to you know, and and he's, he wrote about it in that article where there's a yeah, study.
1: What was the examples he gave? Uh, I forgot how he how he.
0: You could do like a heads or tails, right? And you could write out like sequences like heads 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 tails tails, tails heads tails heads tails, and and you write out a hundred of them. And he wrote a program that would detect whether it was a human or or a randomizer doing it, and they could like 80% of the time find that it was a human when it was a human because like people don't do long enough streaks they think they have to go back or it seems fake Um, and there's a bunch of tells that, that humans do it's hard to do things random and that's just with two choices and so if you're rock, paper, scissors, like people, oh, okay, he he threw rock and he beat me, so he's going to want to do, you know, you start to like get ahead of each other one step and one step and one step. And if someone can read the way you're trying to get ahead of them, he can get one step ahead of you and beat you, right? That's why they're good at it. But if you truly threw it random, you could play the world champion at that. He's got no advantage. It's 50-50. You're randomly throwing it. It's just that you can't do it randomly. And that's what these like hunters figured out. They didn't realize that it was random. They put their faith in this total superstition which ended up being a random map, which ended up being ungameable by the animals. The animals aren't thinking it out, but there's some instinct where they would avoid places the humans would go. And it, was, it turned out randomly finding them was much more effective than strategizing it. There's a lot of things like that. And so the point of that article, though, was that there are a lot of things where you're like, this is idiotic, this is superstition. Look, let's figure out where to go. That would get you killed. Sticking with the superstition and basically the randomness would keep you alive. And there are many instances. There is one where there's this poisonous tuber that's plentiful in South America. And there is a way to like get rid of the cyanide, the poisonous in it. There's a way to like boil it and do a bunch of other stuff that's really a pain in the ass to get rid of the cyanide and make it not taste bitter. And these tribes thrived on this tuber. But the Portuguese came to South America, and then they exported it to Africa, where those people started subsisting on it. But they didn't take the whole tribal, traditional way of getting rid of the cyanide. Just boiling it just got rid of the bad taste. And so a lot of the people in Africa that ate it got cancer from it, and got or not cancer, cyanide poisoning from it, and died. Because... You know, the rational person's like, no, this tastes fine. Why are they doing all these stupid rituals, you know, to get, you know, dipping it in this liquid and doing this and doing that? But there was a reason. They just didn't know the reason anymore. But there was a process that was passed down generation to generation that worked. And when these, you know, rational people came in and, and debunked it, um, it got people killed, and so the, the idea, he was reviewing this book. I wish I, it was something like uh, The Secret to Our Success, I think is the, the title of the book. And the guy who reviewed it was, um, I don't, can't remember his name, but the blog is Star Slate Codex. It's a good blog.
1: It's Scott Alexander. Scott Alexander.
0: Really, really smart guy. Yeah. And basically, he's saying that the premise of the book is the secret to human success is culture. And humans transmit culture. Like, your whole culture gets handed down. You know, it's kind of like copying a computer program, like 99% faithful or 80% faithful. That's enough of a of the culture gets handed down generation after generation. So we have all this generational wisdom, but some point it gets lost, right? Like, like the food stuff, right? Like our idiotic, um, food authorities, these, these rational people said, Oh, well you don't need, you don't need to eat meat and you know, you don't need to eat uh, grass fed meat or, or raw milk. You know, we can pasteurize this, we can homogenize this, we can process this and put it in a box. It'll keep forever. It doesn't spoil. And they thought that was okay. And we lost the whole cultural transmission of how to prepare food and now everyone's got diabetes and heart disease and cancer, and it's like, oh wait, that was really important information that got lost. And so, the, and so the reasonable people, the food scientists, and the corporations that said, no, 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 we can do this much more efficiently. The efficiency maximizers, you know, those people—if we were still in the wild, it would, it would be killing off the species. Luckily, we're we are only getting you know chronic disease, and we're able to reproduce. But it's it's not good. You know, people suffer. there has been a tremendous amount of death and suffering because of it.
1: First off, he, uh, no doubt I could not make fire even given Flint and yeah. instructions. Yeah. And secondly, uh, yeah, one interesting thing you say about the the culture thing is you basically pointed out that the most important thing is uh, teaching the people, uh, the the youth, not to question the authority and, and what's happened before them. right? I mean, that was an interesting takeaway well, I, given now what's happening.
0: Well, I, well, I think is a sort of, uh, there's two forces, right? There's sort of overcoming bad authority and then respecting tradition and that's there's two forces going at once but many traditions though you might not understand them um there's been a lot of wisdom baked into them and a lot of knowledge that is transmitted by the culture and it's and basically his the thesis of the book is that humans big brains it didn't evolve so much to use tools or to use this though we do it evolved to transmit culture and that's been our big species advantage over the other species is ability to cultural store cultural knowledge doesn't the other primates don't do that um i'll say one last thing do you remember the show lost did you like lost oh
1: yeah one of the best shows yeah okay so
0: do you remember they they get to that you know whatever that place is and and they have to push this button and like every couple eight hours or two hours or whatever they have to push this button and it resets and after a while, they start to question it, right? They're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to sit here and push this button and be on the hook for it. And they took, like, shifts of doing it. And they were like, what? You know, it was sort of like after a while, I was like, dude, this is just some primitive religion stuff. I don't want to just do this. And of course, they let it go once, right? And the whole thing blew up, right? It, it, they had to do it. They didn't understand why. And it was just such a great, that is exactly what this is kind of about.
1: Right. No, it's very good for sure. Um, okay. So I know you have to go to the XM show. Um, we're going to little sports. Dr. Fauci kind of gave an optimistic view. What are your thoughts where we stand there? I, I dude, I'm currently doing two, uh, cut line football drafts. I sent you my real man draft already that, that was I was good. Right? Good, I team, yeah. good team. Yeah. You're only good team. I've ever seen you draft yeah, I started four straight running backs. And then I took a fifth one in the seventh round. Um, I uh, and then baseball too. I'm doing a final of the Roto-Wire online championship tonight at 5:30. It's the last day. Uh, baseball is probably not even. I, who knows? What are your thoughts? But I just couldn't resist it because uh, uh, I have a problem and uh, final a final offering. So I'm doing one final baseball draft tonight too. So what are your thoughts on sports?
0: I mean, I hope it comes back. You know, Fauci's like we'll have to track and surveil the players. I, I just sometimes I want to be like fuck off. Let them decide. Who are you? It's not up to you. It's up to baseball. It's up to these people who have rights. I just think i don't think the fans should show up i wouldn't go to a baseball game right now you know but if they want to play baseball a bunch of guys in their 20s and 30s want to play baseball Baseball's not basketball or football it's pretty you know not that much contact going on who's doctor i mean dr fauci can state his opinion but i feel like it's up to baseball it's, it's going to be their risk and their reward i i would i hope i hope they play i hope you know i think they'll I think, I think we'll see. I mean, you know, that article I thought was kind of heartening that maybe we'll be past this at a certain point, but I'm very dubious of, there's two forces. One is the people who are gaining from this situation and there's definitely some people gaining from it uh, and gaining from control and seeing that people will be controlled easily. Um, There's that force and there's the force of people being like, you know what, enough is enough, fuck this, I'm going out. And those two forces are going to collide because it's hard to get a real hold on what the real science is with this disease. This is why that paper was good, but it's also why there's something fishy. It's not easy to say, well, come on, this isn't that serious, or this is crazy serious. I mean, it's serious. People are dying. There's no doubt about that. There's real human cost, but there's, there's so much doubt about how risky is it you know, after the law, lo- after the quarantine for a couple of months to go back out. And I'm not sure we're ever going to have the science all in. The only way maybe is if we got yeah. great antibody testing and we all saw that we'd all gotten it and we we're all immune, that would be great. But barring something like that, it's just going to be a battle between the people. There's going to be some genuine people who think this is too dangerous. Don't do it. Um, and some, and some people who are like, screw you. I don't care whether it's dangerous, but I think the more serious battle is going to be from the going to be from the people who are trying to control things. And then the people who are like, look, we played ball for long enough. I'm just willing to take the risk. Sorry. You know? And I think, you know, in a month, it's going to be very different than it is now. So tough to make predictions
1: still waiting for that antibody test um, to become more widely available. And as far as sports, I would expect the fans to be definitely not in attendance anytime soon. Well, they can give the antibody test for all the players. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saying? They, they, yeah, baseball just did some crazy thing too of providing a ton of information for the population to getting widely tested. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So last thing we got to go over this XM draft. You had me on. I I warned you. I said I don't want. We're doing a draft of authors. Right. Artists and composers i warned you don't have me on um i was doing a p now pod right before it too so i couldn't even fake uh studying for it and um i tried to get silly with some pics charlie kaufman is a writer too soon i wanted to later do like larry david sasha baron cohen would have been a nice performance art but you said no to that no Um, you dominated and uh and i looked silly but uh, all in good fun so did you have any thoughts on that
0: yeah my team i think i should have won but i have a very weak link on my team it would be kind of like doing the all-time basketball team and putting like you at small forward or something and you had to be on the court remember we had that talk about you know if you had to be on the court uh, and i put Andy barons in the all-time writers list um, which is a huge uh disaster from me he brings down the list so much that it's not even close but i felt bad for the guy i'm always trashing him on these uh podcasts and on the xm show he's not around to defend himself usually so i threw him a bone.
1: That was good, and I followed that on artists. You know, there's Picasso, and instead of Andy Warhol, I passed him up and went with Jason Mathams, my uh, friend from back in high school, who's an artist in New York. So that was yeah. uh, another one that uh, hopefully uh, hopefully lead to some, some Google searches. I, I also was I thought I said Edgar Allan Poe officially, but you wrote down Shel Silverstein, and I did it mostly because I wanted to say that he. Uh, most people don't realize he wrote a boy named Sue, and I just learned thanks to someone uh, t- tweeting us that there's a sequel to that. Uh, you know, a boy named the father of a boy named uh-huh. Sue. Which is, it gets even dark, it gets really dark at the end there, and man, Silverstein, uh, yeah, so, uh. You did probably dominate this draft. Well done, list, And uh, definitely uh, succeeded in making me uh, feel stupid. But I did get Good. Tolstoy after Kaufman. That was a nice steal. And with RLS, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, just because I went to my high school there. And then Tom York and Reznor went off the reservation with some composers. But go ahead and brag about your, your, your much higher brow picks. Well, I respect that you
0: did Robert Louis Stevenson because you took a book you actually read. Unlike Tolstoy, you probably haven't read any of the books. So you're just you know, drafting off of a list you found online. Uh, but i 'll say something you know we i don 't know if you saw my tweets about all that stuff that got stuck in the tree a couple of weeks ago when we were in the park. Yeah. And uh, I, was, you know, I was thinking about, I was made a joke like this. We could write a book on this called The Taking Tree rather than The Giving Tree. This thing just takes everything you got, uh, doesn't give it back. One last thing I wanted to say before we uh, shut this down because I do have to shift to uh, XM. We're doing a periodic table draft. We're drafting elements. Uh, that's where it's gotten to uh, on the XM show. Yeah. But I wanted to just uh, give a shout out to uh, Ted Bell. He's back on Twitter. He wasn't just suspended. He was banned. That, his account is not returned to Twitter Uh, for talking some shit about politics. I mean, really, that to me is, is an outrage. Like, okay, Ted Bell can be kind of a dick. He's a caustic dude. You know, I understand. I get it. I am too. You know, he's a dick sometimes. But like, you can't shut down someone's free speech on a platform when he's not threatening anybody. Dude, that is just, that is scary, you know? And I almost think like I should like open my dms up and say everybody who wants to uh, give me an email and create an email list for my twitter followers because you really can't trust that platform anymore they shut down ted bell for like nothing basically nothing and check out his uh, shared interest podcast anytime uh censorship happens in that kind of way over nothing dangerous nothing that remotely and i believe in you know free speech, even if it is dangerous. But this is not even... It was kindergarten stuff. They shut him down. Uh, I wanted it to backfire, so I hope he gets more of a following. Uh, he's got a new Twitter handle. I don't know what the hell it is, but just look for uh, Ted Bell. Look for the people that I follow or Dalton follows. I refollowed him recently, so it should be toward the top of my list. And uh, check out his shared interest podcast. Listen to it, download it, share it, because... Again, if somebody screws over somebody, I want that to backfire. You know, Twitter's going to say, okay, we'll shut him down. Hopefully he has four times more followers on this account, more listeners to his podcast. Anytime that happens, you want the corporation to achieve the opposite effect that they intend. So
1: yeah he provides very strong info for sure i didn't really excellent yeah anything but i guess i guess it makes I mean, sense. it's
0: been a couple of weeks i mean, I mean right now then yeah yeah sure. i mean yeah. it's just yeah. it's really it's really ridiculous all right man
1: yeah. oh i know you gotta go but i just want to say that you uh, I, I caught uh that you said that there's a john McEnroe story that's too r-rated for the xm so you're saving it for the podcast so let's leave a cliffhanger for next week when you tell this story. I, it's
0: not r-rated it's just like i don't it was my friend told me it's hearsay and it might get it could it might uh, get uh, McEnroe in trouble maybe if, if it we're – it's not like in big trouble or anything, but it's not like doing anything that bad at all. Oh. It's actually hilarious. But I don't know if it's true is the problem. Maybe I'll just – I'll couch it in that language and uh,
1: tell it next week. All right. Good stuff, man. All right. All let's right take it easy, doll. Take it easy. Later, man.